is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Uh, my name is Chris, and I am joined by Jeremy Steele, and we are spending uh, part of our Monday together for our Youth Worker Recharge. We are super duper excited. I'm not um, Jeremy Steele today. It's Halloween. Oh, yeah, it I'm is. Jim Hopper. I'm Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. Um, I, I have a confession for you, and that is when you were when you only said the name without the show, I thought you said Jim Halpert. Like the character from The Office. <laughs> and that is because I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so disappointed. I'm not 100% sure we can still be friends. It, it's on my list. Uh, I have this. Okay. You know, okay. some people have like the, the stack of books that's like the stack of guilt, you know, like <laughs> the books that they're always trying to get to. It's that way yeah. for my wife and I and shows. Like, um, I didn't realize we were going to do confessions today, but I've also never seen an episode of Breaking Bad, which apparently like has been really, really good. And I need to watch that one. Mad Men right. would be another era. Like Mad we, Men. we we had Same. children and we stopped watching TV. Right. It, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for joining us in costume. I, I'm I'm sad that I didn't now, um, but thank you for all of the Stranger Things fans out there from, from yes. us. Yeah. I had to wear the costume today because my teenage daughter created a Demogorgon costume for the dog. So we now all have to be part of her oh, world. Yes. Okay. Right. So this it's a family. It's a group. Group. Yeah. Fun. It's a okay. whole thing. And, you know, thank Pinterest for that. <laughs> uh, we also have a couple of folks that joined us live, which we're super excited about. So to Danielle and Trisha, thank you for hanging out live on our Zoom. Um, because you're live on the Zoom, you've got an opportunity to um, uh, throw questions at us or add some comments uh, in the chat as we talk through kind of our uh, topic for the day. And anybody's welcome to do that. If, if you go to uh, the link that I'll put on the Facebook Live, you can register for the Zoom, show up live for a little bit of encouragement and ideas and, and hanging out and doing all kinds of things. Um, and because Danielle and Trisha are with us, like we are representing four time zones across the U.S. live right now, which is really kind of exciting. And I'm amazed that we all showed up at the, the right time, which is cool. Um, all right. So the topic for the day, now that we've uh, figured out that I'm not culturally aware because I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things. Um, it is the season where we are starting to have like big ideas for youth groups, right? Um, we're, we're doing this live on October 31st and in the United States, that's Halloween, um, churches, community centers, lots of different groups often have trunk or treats this time of year, almost as like little community outreach sort of a things. Um, and that got us into the topic of, you know what, let's just do an idea dump. Let, let's get all of the ideas, um, for big events that we've had, um, that we really like in terms of being low prep pretty high energy, pretty high return on the energy that you put in uh, and just start to share those. So that as people think about their uh, Novembers, their Decembers getting into the spring, we might be able to have some great ideas out there. So Stranger Things, you're going first. Oh yeah, man. I, I'll be honest. One of the, I have lots of things. Um, this is, if, if, if there is a spiritual gift that I have, it is for big events and games. Uh, it is 
part of part of what I'm cursed and blessed with. <laughs> one because so here's this is a really great one. Um, we had we had a a moment at actually at a couple of churches that I served uh, where we decided that like one of the things that we loved doing was messy games, but we also uh, there was it's problematic if you're using food, right? Yeah, uh, because there are people who can't eat, and so we went through this whole brainstorming, like what could we do, and we ended up with a mud fight, and so. We got everybody to get goggles. Yeah, you need goggles. Um, like, you know, the, the two for one penny one that you get at the hardware store. Sure. Right. And uh, and then we had uh, we it just so happened that our like church needed um, needed a big pile of dirt in this area. So we teamed up. We got it just right. We had the pile of dirt delivered. We put a lot of water on the pile of dirt, and then we just just had a free-for-all mud fight melee. Now, wow. I will say this. There was one time when I did all of the things. I called the dirt company. I told them what I was doing, and they said everything was going to be good. And then we showed up, and we went to look at the dirt because you always inspect the dirt. And it had broken beer bottles in it oh no so we had to cancel the event so make sure that you have clean dirt which is a strange thing to say but um it was a ton of fun and it was one of those events that um kids talked about for years and years and fantastic pictures for instagram all right chris go for it uh all right this one's probably going to be a little bit less messy, uh, but it, it's inspired by a friend of mine who is at a church in Tennessee. And coming out of the pandemic, they decided to kind of reshape their entire approach to uh, youth group programming, right? Like this was a church where youth ministry had almost become synonymous with youth group. So if you did not come to the two hour thing on Sunday nights, right, for youth group, you were not really in youth ministry. Uh, which which is problematic too, right? Like that that's really not what youth ministry is all about. Uh, but it it was right for sure. how things developed at this church pre-pandemic. So coming back after the pandemic, they realized that they did not have um, the same amount of volunteers, right? That were willing to come every week and pull off these huge things every week. Uh, and so what they ended up Sounds doing, familiar. yeah, right. That's <laughs> never been a problem anywhere else getting enough volunteers. Um, and so what they decided to do was really kind of create these small groups um, that would meet at sponsors or, you know, volunteers, uh, leaders houses, right? Folks that have been background checked and they would get set up in small groups. They would do that um, three weeks out of the month. Once a month, they would have just a, everybody come to the church, giant fellowship focused activity, right? So there was um, really the, the point of it all was, you know, getting people to enjoy each other's company and to see each other again once a month. And then once every three months, so like once a quarter, they would uh, partner up with other churches in the area and do a really big blowout, some kind of an activity, right? Um and because there was enough churches for for one of these three things, um, uh, or one of these every every three month things, they ended up putting on a silent disco. Um, oh, I love a silent disco. 
Okay. So can you explain the silent disco to people? Because this is what the churches were able to pull off together by pooling their resources and pulling, pooling their adults. Okay. Silent disco is you can like rent these setups, right? That they have, everybody has like a headphone, wireless headphone that have like three channels, right? And you can like, when it's on channel A, they glow blue. When it's on channel B, they glow green. When it's on channel C, they grow glow red. And then you've got your like teenage DJ over at the side, or when we did it, uh, the associate pastor who is really cool, Sam Lewis, shout out. Right. And uh, she's got three Spotify accounts and she's got the country playlist. She's got the kid mix playlist and she's got the like 90s pop playlist. And she's just, you know, into like, yeah, you, you watch and you can see like everybody starts to like, oh man, oh, it's uh, achy, breaky heart. Everybody's jumping over to the <laughs> achy, breaky heart. And then it's the Cupid shuffle and you watch and like, and, and it's funny because like, if you take your headphones off, it's dead silent. Exactly. It, it's, it's kind of a twist on the whole thing, right? So like, instead of the DJ having the speakers that's, you know, blowing out and everybody's trying to dance to the same song at the same time, you've got these wireless headsets. And so whatever the number of channels is, People can tune into the song that they enjoy the most and and watching it without listening to music is really pretty incredible. It's a great way for people to get to know each other and laugh a little bit because of what happens at a silent disco. So, I mean, that that one takes a little bit of prep, right? And, and there's some cost to it because you do have to be able to rent the setup and make sure folks have headphones and the space to be able to do it. But again, like when you had multiple churches together and you were trying to get youth to mingle anyway, doing a silent disco and a little bit of a message really was pretty awesome. Pretty low prep and a good time. Yeah. You rent the stuff and you just do it in the parking lot. Sure. To be honest, like that's like, it's a perfect, you don't even have to have a big room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. You got another one for us? Yeah. I'm going to flip to something like completely different, but nonetheless, super successful. Uh, we did in several different places, uh, a silence and solitude retreat where yeah. for 24 hours we had contemplative prayer practices and silence. And um, we kept all of the hours, right. The like traditional hours that like monks uh, keep these prayer times, like in the middle of the night and at dawn. And, um, and there were a couple of times where we would have a conversation the conversation was all sort of about what we were doing and not just frivolous conversation. So it was like all silence, a lot of like individual things. And then we would come together for these prayer services. It was so much fun and was really inexpensive, right? There wasn't a speaker. There wasn't a band. There wasn't a big curriculum thing. There wasn't, it was, it wasn't a big production. And so I love that because it's something that I think absolutely every youth group of any size can do, right? You can do it with three students on somebody's dock on, on a lake somewhere, or you can do it with a hundred students at a retreat center. Um, it's so great. And, uh, and there's a, a couple of different places. If you Google my name and then silence and solitude, there's a couple of places you can find that. I also have a prayer book that has all the stuff that's in that, um, that you can use for that, that also has the directions for that in the back. So um, yeah, but that silence and solitude retreat was like super great. One of my favorite things. Oh, I love that very, very much. That's awesome. 
Uh, okay, opposite of silence and solitude uh, <laughs> would be. Um, I had a, a significant number of youth in my youth ministry that were gamers uh, back in the day. And I know that gaming, like video gaming, has taken a lot of different shapes, right, over the last 10 to 15 years. But if, if you're into gaming, um, there's a ton of games that you can play that are communal by nature, right? Um, and you don't have to go out to a Dave & Buster's or an arcade or something like that. Um, you can set up your own arcade. Uh, so if you've got youth and volunteer families that, you know, are willing to bring your video game system to the church or to a location that you figure out, create your own arcade. Um, instead of you going to Dave and Buster's or a place like that, you bring Dave and Buster's to you, right? Um, get a couple of groups that will make um, really good snack bar-y food. Um, we had a United Methodist men's group that was uh, really into grilling. If you just mentioned, hey, we need some food and we'd love you to grill, they would show up and it was awesome. Um, so they set up a grill station. We ended up setting up like a, a temporary um, like soft drink bar, right? So like Coke floats or root beer floats and that kind of stuff. And so you can kind of get some um, special like soda pop drinks that way. And then we had maybe, you know, 10 to 12 different families bring in video game systems of all shapes and sizes, right? Whether that was like the 8-bit Nintendo that I happened to own at the time and I've since parted with. It, it, it was a deep cut. Chris. Move. I sold it to a collector. Chris. Um, I know. Why would you do that? Uh, so so that my children could never beat me at the video games I grew up playing. That's probably Fair the reason. Um, so anything from an 8-bit Nintendo all the way up to, you know, uh, PlayStations, Xboxes, the newer Nintendos, what, whatever you have that you can bring, um, especially if folks have group games, bring those. Um, if it's folks that are into PC games and they want to do kind of some shared online stuff, of course, make sure the Wi-Fi signal at the church is going to be able to handle it. But um, if there's people that want to bring in their, their PC gaming rigs and build uh, landscapes in Minecraft together uh, or do some kind of share tasks that way, it's a nice way to sort of get out of, I think, the traditional big game things where it's like about physical activity and um, some really sort of macho things sometimes. Um, it's a whole different skill right. set right. and it lets the introverts come out a little bit there too as well. All right, let's, let's each do maybe one more. Yeah. I'm going to iterate on what you just said. I'm going to tell you three, I'm going to do three quick things with yes. video games, right? So one of them was uh, Smash Bros. So Super Smash Brothers has been super popular with all kinds of gamers for a long time. And it's something that people can just pick up and play. Um, we had several people uh, that were really into that. And so we brought uh, a bunch of Nintendo Switches and we had somebody who knows about sporting things uh, do one of those like elimination bracket things. Mm -hmm. And we went and we did like, oh, we had all these game systems going and like who won and like eliminated down to like the final like eight. And then the final eight, they, we had a video projector at the church. So we had that on a big screen into oh, yeah. the little, into the sound system. So everybody watches the final game and, um, and, and we used everybody's like five bucks they put in to buy like a big gift card for whoever wins. Wow. Um, and that was awesome. Another thing, a friend uh, oh, of mine. So before you do this one, sorry, I've, I've seen the same thing with Mario Kart or racing games like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. big, and, and if you put it on the big screen and if you've got sound in your sanctuary, oh, my gosh. Incredible. Anyway, go on. So much fun. Yes. Uh, I had another friend and they did this thing. You were talking about Minecraft, building things together. They actually sort of 
put a religious spin on that. And they gave, they made teams of students in Minecraft. They were all in the same Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. And, but everybody was in little teams. So they found themselves, they found each other in the game. And each of them had a Bible passage. And they were to create a, in Minecraft for an hour around that Bible passage. And so some of them had like Noah's Ark, some of them had like the woman of the well or whatever. And um, they did that. And then like at the end, they sort of like, did a tour around all the different ones. And then uh, uh, last one, this was taking a game and putting it in the real world. We did that with um, Angry Birds with boxes, balloons, and uh, dodgeballs. Oh, yes. And then Mm -hmm. we did Candy Crush with like, we printed out the symbols and we did it like live in person. And then we also did Minecraft where you had a box that had a different color of... um, different color of construction paper on each side to the like to the square box. And then we'd put a Minecraft image on the screen and students had to take this big pile of boxes and make the Minecraft thing by like putting the right side out and doing that. Oh, cool. Way fun. Now you have me thinking about like uh, Minecraft stations of the cross whenever it gets to like Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Minecraft stations of the cross. It could be a whole thing. Yes. All right. right you, that's ex- go ahead. Go for you, it. I, I was going to say, do you, do you have another one? I, I've only got one more. All right. You you do one more and I'll close this out. Okay. Like I said, it's my spiritual gift. My my one more is absolutely going to require you talking to the trustees at your church and making sure that things are set up. Um, but if if your youth ministry area is anything like my youth ministry area, right? Like you want to try to be intentional about the way the space looks and feels and all those kinds of things. But often it's one of the things that falls behind, right? It's hard to keep up with announcements on the walls, making decorations for things, trying to theme the space to make it feel like a comfortable spot for young people. So if you've got the right youth leaders and you've got the right trustees and you can put together, you know, some supplies, right. To be able to create posters or things to be able to decorate your youth ministry space with, Having a night where you kind of frame a whole conversation about, okay, so what is our youth ministry really all about? What would we want somebody to feel if it was their first time coming into this space? And how could we make that space feel this way? Um, And doing sort of like massive group art projects, right? Like really creative um, uh, abstract art or word clouds or those kinds of things. So we would get to, you know, you know like the, the big kind of um, larger than poster board stuff, the, the kind of paper that you could roll off from the craft closet that the uh, preschool teachers would all yell at you to, to get out of if you were ever in there too much, right? Um, we'd get a lot of those and a lot of art supplies and we would want to, you know, ask youth what they wanted their space to feel like this year. What's the message that we would want to get across this year? And we'd spend one night putting together, um, you know, all of the different kind of art projects and some different things. Uh, and then the week after that big event um, where we created those things, we'd have a couple of the adult volunteers that were a little bit gifted in terms of like, you know, making space feel comfortable um, and placing those things that were created in some really strategic and intentional ways um, to kind of increase the ownership that youth felt of the space that they were meeting in. So I hope that that one makes some sense. I would not suggest doing anything without talking to the trustees, especially like painting like directly on walls or ripping out carpets or anything like that. Um, But a little bit of time for youth to be able to express what they think is important about your youth ministry space and 
putting it into a physical form really can be pretty cool. I love that. One of I'll, so I'll I'll close with this. Yes. Um, just in honor of being in costume today and it being October uh, the thirty first, um, we had a uh, we we, we th- you can theme it after whatever the current singing show sensation is. At that time, it was American Idol. Um, you get three uh, uh, adult volunteers to dress up like the judges. And then you do karaoke, basically, right? You do karaoke with students and you tell them that they will be evaluated on performance, costume, and, uh, but like, not like the quality of their singing, right? Like, like it doesn't matter if you could sing. If you <laughs> say goodness. all of the words, if you have a great costume and a good performance, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And, um, and, but you, you can have a fun time with the volunteers that are like in character, Simon Cowell or whatever, uh, giving feedback to them in like in character. It was a ton of fun. We had a great time. And it was basically like, you just need a karaoke machine and some old people who can dress up. Perfect. Low prep, high energy, and a whole lot of fun, right? Um, Before we go too, I got to tell you, like if you had a little Barbasol shaving can, you could totally be Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park also. Right? Like. No, 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 for sure. Yeah. See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, that's also what it's reminding me of. (laughs) Well, Jeremy, thanks a ton. Um, Really hope that you and your kids have a fun Halloween ahead of you. Um, Danielle and Trisha, thanks for hanging out with us live. I I hope it was a a good time. You're welcome to come back any Monday. Um, I will make sure that the link to join the Zoom chat live is available on our Facebook feed um, and, and on the you know, kind of Facebook live offering that's there as well. And oh my gosh, it's November the next time that we talk. So youth leaders and youth workers out there as you're preparing for Advent and Christmas and everything that the uh, end of the calendar year will have for you. Um, know that you're in our prayers and you're welcome to hang out with us anytime for a little bit of a youth worker recharge and refresh. Jeremy, see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.